Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Torvalum Fatagen. Torvalum Fatagen. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. I'm Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic stuff. Hell yeah, man. 2020. Back at it again. How are you, dude? How far hmm? can we go oh. to fix something that's broken? Uh, how, how far can we go, Freddy? Until the remedy is uh, worse. Yep. Than the virus. I actually don't think that's the right line at the end there. I don't remember how it goes. That's not the right read. That's not the right read at all. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> I think the uh, then the ailment. Oh <laughs> yeah, till the remedy is worse than the ailment. Who says ailment? No one says ailment. It does. Coronavirus 2020 hashtag gang gang. Woo! Um, How are you doing at the start of the apocalypse, man? Jesus. How are we still in January? As we enter the third month of January. You know what's funny is I distinctly remember people making this joke last year in 2019. I almost said 1919. That'd be better, I guess. Oh, what sweet summer children we were. Um... And last year, I was like, eh, I don't know. Does that really apply? I get the joke, but nah. No, this year for real, though. <laughs> like, how, how are we still in January? It's too much. Too much is... We're not... I don't know. Are we going to make it to the end of 2020? I don't. Will we see WandaVision? I don't know. Shit, man. Are we going to make it to the end of our Slack? Sure. That's a valid question. You know how, like, in 1917, it's this, like, amazing cinematography, like, cinema, cinema, cinema uh, cinematic, like, achievement <clears throat> of just, a, like, a, a long shot, like, this mm. tremendous, majestic thing? That's oh, what our Slack cool. looks like. It's unending. It's like there's... Sam Mendes made the Slack. <laughs> yeah. He's doing extra work. He's putting in that, you know, he's trying to get the, the Powies vibe, you know, for, right. for his Oscar All run. Right. Uh, we have the the longest category on the Powies. Yeah. Just leave it open to interpretation what the longest refers to. Sure. Mm. I mean, Mandalorian's probably going to win, though. Mando! They hate you! Mando, they hate you for your length! <laughs> and your... We all saw it, Mando! <laughs> best car plated. God. Oh, why are we? Why are we? True, Mando. Why are we fucking around? We have so much to talk about. There's no time for this. Why are we doing this? There's always time for spots, Commando. Oh, that's true. Oh man, just Carl Weathers doing the most at all times. Uh, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna even. I would normally we brief the rundown, like I tell it, you know, start the show and like, hey, this is all the stuff we're gonna. We're just gonna talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of good stuff. Strap in, everybody. It's a good. It's a fun ride. It's going to be, wait, wait, what? It's going to be a good time. Consensual time. It's going to be a fun time for all. Let's hashtag start. No, hashtag no Weinstein. Of course. He's canceled. He's banned. He perma-banned. <laughs> Weinstein is perma-banned from comic book characters universe. If you want to live in a universe without Harvey Weinstein, the comic book characters universe is the universe for you. 
Mm. We will not tolerate him. <laughs> That's a bold stance. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney's been dropping just like it's, you know, we talked about this before, but it's like Feige is just flexing on everyone at this point mm. because they're, Disney's just dropping shit left and right. Like we, you can't even keep up with it. I don't care how many uh, websites or podcasts you listen to. There's just so much stuff going on. So much MCU and Star Wars and Disney stuff. Like, it's just... He's just like... He's just like... Oh, he's, just, he's just flexing on us, man. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, we got this, like, teaser thing with WandaVision with Elizabeth Olsen. Ah, uh, yeah. And it was really... It's really cool. Um... She actually kind of breaks down like who Scarlet Witch is in the comics and her relationship to the Vision, and the Vision in the comics and House of M and all this like very like specifically nerdy X Men Avengers shit that happens in the comic publishing side, and it's like wow. Like first off, my first impression is is she reading from like a cue card? Uh, and is she just like tapping her watch like you got five minutes? I'm gonna say this for like five more minutes and then I'm out. Or right, do you think be, she's <laughs> just being the consummate professional, the professional, the Harrison Ford? Like right. uh, I'll say this bullshit if you want me to. Right. Um. Or do you think she's like kind of into it at this point? Because she's 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 been in these movies for a bit, and I mean they also are making her super famous and wealthy. There is incentive there. What do you think? Where's your take on that? Yeah, I hope it's the latter for sure, right? I mean, right. you want to see these actors kind of invested as we are in the in the sure. properties. Um, yeah, I, I think I've seen some like um, Captain America Civil War stuff where you know it's her without the CGI, and she's fucking into it. I, I, kudos to her because she's a great actor. But I mean, you gotta hope that's at least some part of it, right? I mean, you know, the the hopeful person in me is 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 gonna side with you on that. I think also she's a little younger, right? So mm-hmm. th- there's a chance that she's grown up in this sort of geek culture's mainstream thing and where, like, you know, it's not weird to buy in. Um, also, you know, like, legitimately comic books tell a lot of great stories. Some of that Scarlet Witch vision stuff is really interesting. So They really like, go for it with Scarlet Witch. If like, you take the time to read it, it's yeah. there. It's there. Um one of the really, really cool like Easter eggs of this video, though, is that she actually at one point holds up a comic book and the panel kind of lines up with her mouth. And it's literally the panel um, where, where Scarlet Witch says, no more mutants. Ooh. So, like, the I mean, that's like the biggest tease of teases. <laughs> They're literally referencing X, like the X-Men and mutants in this thing, in this Disney MCU-produced trailer teaser thing um so that's crazy like that's great that means i mean that means the x-men and the mutants are definitely on the table they're they have a seat at the table right yeah i think they've got the reserve card (laughs) they're right up on the cut that uh the golden corral buffet glass they're breathing right they're breathing heavy man Uh, that glass needs to be super reinforced it's (laughs) A lot, a lot of stuff's happening. Anyway, Beast is hungry, man. I, I, I think there, yeah, it, it, you can definitely make a case for the Vegas line being moved if the whether or not the X Men are being included in Phase Four, right? I mean, yeah, it, there's no reason not to at this point. Here, here's my thing. I think at minimum, 
at minimum, we're getting them as a like cliffhanger teaser of the end of Phase Four, mm. so that that'll be kind of the big thing for Phase Five. But I think, and then I think that's at minimum we're going to get it at the tail end of Phase Four, but maybe even more involved than that. Um, so that that's that is so cool. I mean, that's the biggest thing since Spidey joining the MCU. Yeah, I, honestly, I do remember hearing something about this because Patrick Stewart was doing some sort of press run for a uh, right. card show mm-hmm. i think he you know he inevitably got asked about uh charles right and i think he dropped a little hint too like um i, I, I can't i don't have it in front of me it's just like uh vague uh recollections but he did say something along the lines of like oh yeah wait yeah yeah well yeah he and then that's i i do i know exactly what you're talking about in that interview he's he literally says that um that feige and marvel came to him Mm. to discuss really wanting him to be to reprise the role of Professor X. Mm-hmm. He didn't I think in the interview he kind of like winked and nodded but he didn't he didn't say what he told them like whether he would do it or not because you know um pretty famously uh Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart both said that they loved so much the way their character arcs ended and Logan, that they didn't want to do those characters right. again. Which makes sense. I mean, that movie's really well done, and, and it is a good arc for those characters. But that Disney pool, man. <laughs> How heavy is that bag got to be? I mean, does it matter? <laughs> they, You know, I mean, I'm glad. Picard looks cool and all, and I'm glad that that show exists and... Um, I'm sure it's great, but uh, yeah, man, you, you mean he can't use an extra 25 mil? <laughs> Holy like, shit! Like they'll they'll drop it. Like it's not like they won't if they want to. But and that's that's kind of what you know. I'm glad you brought that up because that puts us kind of in the mindset of what they want to do, which means they're open to bringing in previous iterations of these characters on the Fox side not just going brand new everything and not only that it's interesting when i was watching this this wandavision trailer thing um you know no more mutants what if it's the reverse of that Uh what if out of wandavision and doctor strange uh uh, in the madness of the multiverse what if what if she and maybe with Doctor Strange or whatever happens in that film, what if they create mutants? Oh. What if they go the complete 180 opposite of what the comics did? I, I don't know. I don't know how that would sit. Or, or or maybe they could even do it like mutants have always existed. Mm-hmm. But she she did something to make it so that nobody knows about it. Huh? No, no, and no, then, no, no. I like the first version. Man, okay. you kidding okay. me? Cause that brings like the publishing side into it. Like, you know, yeah. how they always have like the seasonal type of things like secret invasion or now yeah. maximum carnage and shit. Um, yeah. dude, you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. pro- uh, phase four takes a hard left at some point and just everybody's fucking mutants. Everybody's yeah. mutant powered. Fuck, yeah. dude. Not only that, you oh can bring God. like, you could bring out really obscure mutants that way and then kill them off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, have stakes or whatever. <laughs> like, who's, that, who's that one mutant whose superpower is like he, he knows all languages or some shit? 
Oh, Cypher. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, you can take him down. Take him out. <laughs> the English major of the mutants. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that note, WandaVision, we also got some interesting news regarding two of the Disney Plus properties. WandaVision, of course, supposed to come out in 2021. Well, they've bumped it up. It's coming out this year. Woo. End of this year. Woo! So here's the other thing. We're getting we're getting Mandalorian season two at the end of this year. Oh, for real? I haven't heard this. Yeah, it's supposed to come out at the end of this year. It's a 2021. Didn't didn't they say 2020? I actually don't know for sure. Maybe I'm okay. thinking of Witcher. I'm thinking of Witcher for 2020. Yeah, Witcher's 2021. Yeah, Witcher's 2021. Mandalorian season two is 2020. End of this year. Um, Damn. You know I don't. Did I put it on the thing? There's a lot of the thing there to put Jesus. it on. Yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, okay, it's at the end. We'll talk about it later. But we get Mandalorian season two. We get one division at the end of the year. Could 2020 end of the year rival the amazing quality of the end of 2019 in terms of content? Yeah, it's shaping up that way. I mean, wow, right? Like, wow. Just that floors me. In addition to WandaVision getting moved up, we're also getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm. which was going to be a fall release. Now it's going to be a late summer release. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. That means we're getting stuff sooner. You know, we're already getting Black Widow in a couple of months. It's the top it's of inter- May, right? What was that? It's at the top of May? The top of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The interesting thing is Kevin Feige always goes on and on about how they have the next five years planned out, right, mm-hmm. for the MCU. Every, they've got everything planned out. That's how they're able to tell these stories and have them connect and so on and so forth. Comrade Feige loves his five-year plans. Yeah. <laughs> Get in line for bread. For bun. I don't know. What's the word for bread? What do they say? Oh, What's the Kleb. Kleb? Okay. Kleb. Yeah, Kleb. Of course you know that. Uh, I don't know why I said that disparagingly. That's amazing you know that. Of course you know that. Um, It's interesting that I guess even within kind of having everything mapped out that they they still have a little bit of wiggle room to move stuff around if they need to. Mm -hmm. Because you would think that moving these shows would mess their their timeline up, but Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't. Yeah. It it, it does seem like uh, nowadays, like, Especially the Avengers proper, right? It it all seems like one of those little uh, one of those little puzzles that you get out of like the vending machines in front of stores. They have those anymore. Uh, you know, we have to like move like the little squares around. I'll move the little boxes. Like there's yeah. one square is empty, and you got to keep moving them around. Yeah, to make yeah. it's yeah, yeah. a lot like that. It seems like uh, that, but like you know, on a cube, and you have to get it all aligned correctly. But um, they got nothing but time now, man. They, Feige's done this. He's done this for uh, ten years plus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it must be second nature now. Just have shit so. line up what you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see those people, like, juggling chainsaws and shit, and you're like, why, how and why? <laughs> but they can do it because they've been doing it so long. It's just, you yeah. know, it's not even that hard for them. So. <laughs> He's not had enough, like, um, natural threat to his uh, existential life. Yeah. Day-to-day, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> That's really a good Taking all these it. chances. <laughs> well, not only that, so now in the next slate from 2022 and 2023, they're moving to four movies a year. <laughs> so that's 
<laughs> I mean, talk about like quarterly reports, man. There, <laughs> you guys got to buy that Disney stock right now. I'm telling you, you should have bought it two years ago. I mean, honestly, you should have bought it like wait, two wait, wait, years wait. ago. Hold on, hold on. Hot stock tip incoming. Yeah. Freddy hot stock tip. Look, man, it's trading at about 121 right now. Uh, that's actually down a little on the year. It's going to go up once Black Widow comes out, regardless of how well or poor that movie does. It's going to go up, so get in now. Now, we, we talk about dividends, Freddie, or were you looking big picture? Oh, yeah, you can't really do dividends with uh, Disney. I mean, you do get some, but, like, <laughs> you, you're talking big picture. With, with stuff like this, you're talking big picture. All right, come on, let's get off of this. We got, how are we fucking around so much when there's so much to talk about? No, I love it, I love it. I threw a fucking alley-oop. From like at the mid court line, and you're like, I will jump up and get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will fucking yeah, man. That's my. Th- I mean, I did that, you know, for a while. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, going from a well-oiled, seemingly Ooh. unyielding beast. Oh, 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 of oh my machine. god! <laughs> Stop! You give me the papers. Uh, in in Disney and Star and um, Marvel <laughs> MCU. Come to the other side of the coin, mm. where, um, yeah, Star Wars, it's, it's a wealth, it's a treasure trove, it's it's got a wealth of, of possibility and potential, and we don't always get there. And the, the directors and writers are dropping off projects left and right, and you're like, what is happening? What is going on here? You know, it's like you, you go on a vacation. You think you're going to have a great time. You're going to relax. You got all your snacks planned out. Got all your snacks planned out. Your juice boxes with vodka in them. Hey. But then you get to the beach and you get sand everywhere and it's yeah. coarse. Uh. And it's rough. <clears throat> That's what the Star Wars experience is like right now. Uh, it is the potential of a relaxing vacation, but also the potential of getting sand in places you don't want sand in. That's a perfect analogy. Star Wars right now is the beach at Corpus Christi. There you go. We just we just stumbled into that one, but you're welcome. Uh, Colin Trevorrow directed and wrote a really fantastic movie called Safety Not Guaranteed. I'm a really big fan of it. It's got uh, Aubrey Plaza. It's got Jake Johnson in it. It's a really nice little piece of independent film. It's a really engaging story. That is partly what got him on the map, what ultimately got the eye of of Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy. And he was tagged to do Star Wars Episode Nine. We now know Duel Duel of the Fates in 2015 and uh as i'm sure a lot of you listeners have seen maybe on youtube or on the internet uh which youtube is also on the internet i don't know why i said it that way allegedly but uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly um a leaked script has gotten out there uh and i don't think anyone's actually seen the script except for a few people the first person of course was um uh, Robert Burnett, Robert Meyer Burnett, 
who's who's been in the industry for decades, well connected guy. He he posted this ridiculously long like four hour breakdown of the script. Such such length. Yeah, it's 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 Mandalorian esque. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna break down some of that uh, some of that script. We also got some concept art now. It's really interesting how like once once the dam you know just a little bit breaks, like just a little bit gets through, like everything starts flooding out. Mm. Uh, a couple of things to keep in mind though before we discuss this further. This script, uh, this particular draft of this script, uh, literally was dated about a week before Carrie Fisher passed away. Mm-hmm. So it did not take into consideration that you were really not going to be able to have Carrie in the movie. They were going to probably have to make changes regardless, even if Colin Javar had stayed on. Um. But, you know, it's really interesting because there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's some larger picture ideas, I think, that ported over to the film we got. But there's a lot of stuff that is very different. And, um, yeah, Chris, do, do you want to lead this? Do you want to start us off or do you want me to do it? We didn't really talk uh, about how we're going to discuss this. but Yeah, I kind of just want to do the crawl, if that's cool with you. Okay, yeah, do the crawl. All right. The Iron Grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate the growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So pretty simple, right? A pretty simple, like, good versus bad setup, or bad versus good, I guess. It's, it's not the dead speak! <laughs> yeah, it's not fucking that. Yeah, it's not that. Um, I also really like that he immediately sets the dire tone of where things are. You know, he Kylo Ren has cut off the communications. It's all, yeah, it's all just desolation. It's dystopian. It's all... It's dystopia, it's divide and conquer, it's keep people from, stop them from unionizing, stop them from coming together to make a resistance. It's very poignant to what the world we're living in right now is. <laughs> like a one-to-one. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> that's, that, uh, that's the Hideo Kojima being 10 years ahead of the curve thing. That's there you the, go. Ugh. If you control you the know, medium, you control the narrative. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we see some of this concept art, and one of the one of the big differences uh, between what we got with Rise of Skywalker and Duel of the Fates is a lot of the set pieces in the film were centered around Coruscant, mm-hmm. right, the city planet in Star Wars, and that's where you really saw in this concept art you see a lot of like the derelict nature of the city in ruins. Uh, under the uh, the uh, first order rule, right? Yeah, it has that line in there in the treatment, that, or like I guess the reading of it that the everybody, like the people who live there, are left to scavenge. Yeah, yeah, in this in this city, right? Which is again going back to uh, Force Awakens. You've got you've got Ray, a scavenger, but you know in Jakku, in this like desolate wasteland that nobody cares about or knows about harsh life nonetheless harsh life sure 
But you juxtapose that with Coruscant, which is supposed to be like the wealthiest city planet in the whole galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like like this luxurious, magnificent, you know, creation of, of, of the Star Wars universe. And and even that area is now full of scavengers. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think thematically that's so impactful uh, to show that that things can change so quickly if if the wrong people go and in, come into power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Again, <laughs> one French, to one. Two <laughs> like whoa, Trevorrow, are you from the future? What do you? How did you do this? Um, one of the cool little things that they do in the first act of the script, it's a, uh, they, they have this weird, like, uh, mining kind of ore thing, uh, tunnel that Ray and Finn and, and Poe and, and, uh, Rose, who has a much more prominent role in this film, <laughs> shouts to Kelly Tran, man, like, you really feel for her. Yeah. Because the movie that she got to be in versus this movie, literally career-defining mm-hmm. difference. Like, she'd be like, you know, she could be second bill to Aquafina right now. Yeah. I mean, she's fucking owed that, too, with the amount of shit she had to take from all the fucking toxic fans that, like, toxic her fans. social media and shit. The Toxic Fan Awakens. That's what they should have called the first <laughs> movie. Um, you, you realize that means that she has to be... Ray, toxic fan at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Ray. Ray who? Ray, toxic fan. Uh. <laughs> um, so they, they, they try to, uh, to sabotage this thing, but the First Order is ready for them. Which I kind of like, because it's like, okay, First Order is not always the dumbest people in the room. Right. But, but, you know, those wily uh, resistance kids, they end up stealing a dreadnought uh, <laughs> Star Destroyer. Hell yeah. And that becomes their base of operations. Please Very say, cool. Please say BB-8 did that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Star Destroyers are tight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So good. So much fun. There seemed to be a lot more, um, a lot more humor that is brought on by the chemistry of the characters, mm-hmm. like Ro- uh, Rose and Finn and Poe and Ray, specifically. Um, I, I'm trying to think. So we don't we don't get Palpatine back. We do get him, uh, but just as a hologram. Yeah, yeah, coming up delivering. Right, the holocron. So Kylo Ren is searching for the, uh, uh, trying to cure more. Uh, 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 what's it? Not a cure. What is the word? Accumulate. A crew. More. You're almost a there. crew. That's the one. A crew. A crew more power. And he comes across the Palpatine hologram that's meant for Vader. It's kind of like a hey, if all everything goes wrong, this is what you do. You find this person, or not this person necessarily, but this Sith Lord, who taught me, and you you fuck shit up. Right, mm-hmm. but then the holo- the hologram knows that it's not Darth Vader, and then it explodes and it fucks up Kylo Ren's face, <laughs> which is very cool. To the and point like, where he has to like melt Beskar onto it. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's rough. That's some Cronenberg shit right there. That's <laughs> do it, do it. Do I, it. I mean, just immediate like uh, Cal Drogo, like crowning Viserys comes to mind. Oh, nice. Yeah, except you know he's Kylo, so he can do he can take it. <laughs> it's not gonna just fall over like a bitch. Um, so, yeah, man, and then. You know, oh, the other the other really cool thing is now you have you have Luke Skywalker as a Force ghost, literally haunting Kylo Ren, and being like, "Dude, my guy, what are you doing? (laughs) This path leads only to your death. (laughs) Stop!" In his ear, like, "Yo, yo, yo, the Knicks suck. Knicks suck. Hey, gang, 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 gang. Real talk. BX all day. Marcus Smart, best player in the NBA. He's pretty good." That man has junk in his trunk for days. He's got the boost to push the moose. I don't know what that whoa, means. Whoa! Whoa! Adidas! Adidas! Sign this man right now! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love that he's literally haunting him like a ghost. Not only that, it calls back to The Last Jedi where he says, See you around, kid. It's the last thing he tells him. Yep. Well, I mean... I bet Kyla wasn't expecting that. That would have been great. That would have been great. We do kind of get a similar ending where Kylo basically develops this force power. to He's like a vampire, a force vampire. And he can suck the force out of people. And he blinds Rey, which is very, very Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a fight. I immediately thought of that. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that would have worked. It didn't work in my Matrix Revolutions. So. A fucking blindfolded lightsaber duel? Oh, my God. Then, that is cool. I I don't know. But I just, like, you know, if people had trouble with Ray being able to do a bunch of shit, mm. how, much tro- how much are they going to be like, She's she can't see, but she's still the best? Lights like what? Like they would have lost their minds. <laughs> the, the toxic fan wouldn't would have exploded. They would have just died. They would have fell fine. over in the audience. Uh, nothing about it. I mean, it's lost. totally fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. Totally worth it. I would have paid a double. Um, <laughs> but then he 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 puts the life force back into her, um, and he dies. She lives. I guess blind. Is she permanently blind? Uh, uh I don't know. Man, it's like Star Wars. They can like make like computerized for her and shit. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, they could. Yeah, new force power. I can see without actually being able to see. <laughs> they do. I mean, they do that. That's the thing they do. Sight beyond sight. Oh man, is that Thundercats? Oh, nice. <laughs> you know it is, so, baby. So good, so good. What? What? Uh, I mean, we just kind of went over a lot of the major differences oh uh hux uh turns out to be a giant force fanboy oh okay okay i thought i thought you used to stop it there at giant i was like what no 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 he's a giant fan uh force fanboy and when and he he commits seppuku right that's how you say it with a lightsaber because he just he so badly wanted to be force sensitive while listening to morty and that the ring uh, maybe some death cab in there. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I will fly you into the dark. He's probably playing, uh, he, which makes a lot of sense because then you kind of understand like why he hates Kylo Ren so much. You know, 
Um, I don't know, man. Just a lot of cool stuff. Mm. A lot of cool stuff in this Colin Trevorrow script. What do you think this would have been a better movie? Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, I say that like pretty hair triggerly, um, just because looking, I, I've done nothing but look back on Rise of Skywalker as I've seen it, you know, uh, after seeing it the first time, and like. It's just, uh, it's not even paint by numbers, dude. It, it's just, they had a bunch of shit they wanted to throw it's on the just, wall. It's just a bunch of random stuff. Uh, they need, like, like, a second and third and fourth pass at the editing process. Yeah. Like in the script. They, yep. Yep. That's kind of the biggest thing. Obviously, we haven't been able to see, we're not, we haven't seen the entire, like, the actual script. Right. And this, who knows what draft this was. I don't think it was a first draft, but it was a, it just was a draft before Carrie died. Yeah, there, there were some story beats in there that are kind of just like, and we'll figure this out in a second, uh, but this is just where the story beat needs to happen. Sure, sure. And of course, that, even this script, the, the, the Trevorrow script, would have changed over time. Yeah. As they made the, as all scripts do. Uh, but the one thing that you really get a sense of is that this script had a, direct vision of the movie that it wanted to be right and the story that it wanted to tell which is you never get that sense with rise of skywalker yeah yeah it's oh man it's just so messy it um trevor oh, i mean shouts out to my guy now because I, I i guess directors out there don't make a bomb in between big blockbuster projects because yeah he had, Henry, man. He, he had the idea for tor valum like, I just need to read this passage here. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Kylo I mean, you tease it at the beginning. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. If, anybody, if, any, if anybody knows out there, uh, Kylo reaches Remnant Core and confronts Torvalum, 7,000 years old, alien of unknown origin, spindly, intense, sinewy muscle, very Lovecraftian. Yeah, hashtag Lovecraftian there, right? Oh, For sure. Oh, he goes and, like, learns from Cthulhu? Yeah, dude. Do you know how much, like, the Lovecraft nerds out there would have lost their shit? Like, as is, Aquaman got a lot of fans, a lot of, a lot of lift from the, the trench and the, and the, the Kraken. It's a long fucking trench, dude. (laughs) It's Mandalorian-esque. And... That was so well received in Aquaman, a movie that like people were like, eh, whatever about for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Imagine this kind of imagery in a Star Wars film with that budget behind it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I I hope like at least Daisy Ridley's on board for like doing more things afterwards, but it's a tough look looking back for the for the actors for the for the entire cast like i mean i i hope the leaker for all the initial stuff was john boyega because he capes hard for jj because jj caped hard for him yeah um, yeah i it, it it wasn't really a sequel series was it it wasn't really a united nar- uh, narrative story yeah <laughs> that's ultimately the the biggest flaw with the new sequel trilogy. It's not that it's derivative. It's not that it doesn't take chances or that it takes too many. It's that none of it fits. Mm. 
It's a jacket that's too big and pants that are too small. <laughs> and two shoes that aren't even the same two shoes. Like, <laughs> It's a very Austin fit. Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, in the you know last podcast we talked about the J.J. Abrams cut, right, of Rise of Skywalker, and how different that was even from the film that we got. It is nice to see that they did pull some of this stuff for Rise of Skywalker. You know, basically the Kylo and Rey connection, mm-hmm. him ultimately giving his life up so that she could live. Like at least they had the good sense to know that okay, this is the thing that is gonna save us. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, from that's right. This being a terrible film. Trevor O did get a story by credit, right? He did. He did because they did. They did end up taking some of the stuff. But I think ultimately, what looking at this treatment at this script versus what we got, the the biggest difference is that Rise of Skywalker is such a MacGuffin hunt mm-hmm. of a film. Which is not really a Star Wars thing. Right. And this script just felt so much more organically and naturally a Star Wars thing. It's, yeah, it's the question, it answers the question, what do you do with the power once you have it? And with Kylo, unfortunately, there's not much redemption there. It's like he just like enforces his will on the galaxy. That's the other thing. We have this. You have this cool uh, battle in Coruscant at the end, where they take a bunch of the uh, ATSTs and and they repaint them. Um, the Resistance does in that final battle. You know, as they all battle in Coruscant in this once beautiful city of the Republic mm. that is now torn down, but they're fighting for it because they're fighting for freedom. It's just. It's just so much great imagery and themes and, and metaphors uh, I just kind of melding to melding together i gotta give you know Trevor, you gotta give him props you gotta feel bad for the guy like did he really need to make book of henry probably not <laughs> we all, we're all chasing that bag man it's rough it's tough man you just never know you never know if the decision you're making is the right decision in the moment usually it's just that that sounds like you're ready for uh yeah yeah we'll get back to star wars whenever there's more news i'm sure there'll be other stuff coming out but we'll leave it there for now you guys need to let us know uh what you think about the javara script uh, did you prefer that to what we got would you have liked to see more things implemented from that script uh you know let us know let us know in the comments email however you want to get to us all right um so mo mo doc Oh, oh, I thought we were finished with the link, but you were at Modoc? Modoc? <laughs> I uh, I saw, you know, like a little peek behind the curtain. I spelled it with a C, so it was M-O-D-O-C-K. Oh, oh. Which, so much more aggressive. Yeah, just, yeah, man. Quick, uh, all right, let's uh, let's find some music here. Let the rock off begin! <laughs> Pop quiz, Hotshot. You know what motor sure. stands for? Oh, man. Because um, it is an acronym. I know it. No, I know it's an, it's an, an acronym. Uh, acronym. Um, modular. I'll allow it. Uh, I, uh, nah, I don't, got, oh, I don't know. What is it? Oh, 
so the M can be either mental or mobile or mechanized, but mechanized it's always organi- organism designed only for killing. Only for killing, right? Yeah. Is... In in MVC three, it's only for kicking because that's the best movie he's got. Those little feet. Those little feet just dangling out there. He's he's not good. He's not good in that game. Analysis cube. Analysis cube. He's. So Pat Oswalt is gonna be the voice of Modak. Ah, buckets. Oh yeah, that's him. That is him. It's not. <laughs> no, that's not him. That's Jim Gaffigan. Damn you. Damn you for tricking me with your Jedi ways. Ah. Uh, dick. Great success. Modok. Modok and Hit Monkey have made their saving throw. However, Howard the Duck, Tigra, and Dazzler have not. So these were the four... So sad. So sad. Um, These were the four shows that were going to be animated shows on Hulu that were all going to culminate in a fifth show called The Offenders. Oh, boy! Which which was a nod at the Defenders show on uh, Netflix. But it uh, turns out they stopped production on Howard the Duck mm. and the Tiger and Dazzler show as well. They just flat out stopped production. Howard the Duck, which had Kevin Smith behind it. Oh, yeah. And um, I think his name is Matt Wills or Willis. He's the guy, uh, one of the guys that used to, at the beginning of Adult Swim, he was one of the guys that like he created Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay. And um, maybe Squid Billies, some other stuff. Sea Lab, maybe. I can't remember his name. His last name is Wills or Willis, and it was him and Kevin. They were doing the show, and then all of a sudden they just were like, "Nope, it's it's we're gonna stop indefinitely." Which I mean, probably forever. Yikes. I mean, they all still got paid. Kevin said, "Hey, we all we still got paid, but we really wanted to do this, so." You know, bummer. That being said, we still have Modak. We still have Hit Monkey. I, it's weird to me that they kept Hit Monkey, not Howard the Duck. <laughs> like, I don't think people really know who Hit Monkey is. You think they were just confused with Night Monkey? I mean, Night Monkey show all day. <laughs> oh, We've talked monkey, about this. Monkey. The next Spider-Man movie should be. Because everyone knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He should just be Night Monkey. Uh-huh. Nobody knows who Night Monkey is. <laughs> A bunch of conspiracy theories. He has the same powers, though. It's the same guy. Come on. He's got bananas, though. <laughs> Not webs. Banana webs. He's a banana spider. Oh, my God. <laughs> of, of these four projects... Let's say you had the power to keep two of them. Mm-hmm. Which two would you have kept? Unlimited power. Uh, man, you know my love for Modoc. So Modoc, hard. Hey, Modoc's in Pen Pen Oswald. You can't go away from that, yeah. of course. Uh, man, I'm all about the memes. Fucking Tiger and Dazzler, dude. Yeah. Well, here's the, that's I was gonna tour too because it's like, well, you got Kevin Smith working on Howard the Duck. I bet it's gonna be really like probably raunchy or something <laughs> but honestly i want the tiger and dazzler stuff because it's like what is that what's that gonna be like 
She's throwing fireworks out here. Come on. Yeah, man. She's like, you should. Where's that Thanos song? She's probably dancing to that. Thanos. Completely unironically. Yeah. Oh, completely. She's like doing steps. Oh my! Can you imagine like she has superpowers, right? But through the Zans, through the bars, she doesn't control them. He's <laughs> just fucking. Who needs Molly when she can pop it in her face herself? Oh my god! No wonder Tigers are always hanging out with her, man. She's like, <laughs> she doesn't need no drink, drink dart. <laughs> but that's that Narcam when you go too far down the hole. Oh no. <laughs> Well, that's where they need Modoc. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this, but they actually did release like a little a little blurb as to what Modoc the show is gonna be about. Mm. And apparently it's he's like gets fired from his own company. <laughs> and he's like This is very Silicon Valley. What's going on? Yeah, it's basically like Silicon Valley, but for supervillains. Cool. So he, he gets fired from his own company and his like rival buys it out or something and then he's just dealing with like being a failure. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. What? <laughs> God damn it, am I gonna need to get Disney Plus for this shit? It's uh it's a Hulu thing. Fucking Disney Plus, dude. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess they do that. They do the, that Hulu. Is it Hulu and Disney Plus? And no, it's Disney Plus and National Geographic and ESPN. Yeah, it's just too much. Going I don't know. On. It's all the mouse at this point. It is. We're just, just, just put the chip in my wrist already. Let's go. One by one, we will take you. That was actually the old boy sound again, but <laughs> what? Something's went wrong there. There was a little bit of a crest. Yeah. Maybe the, the veil has been lifted. <laughs> well, one property that Disney doesn't own yet, 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 <laughs> looks delicious. Ooh. It's The Kingsman. It's a prequel to uh, The Kingsman. And Kingsman Golden Circle. Yeah, what well, about say what a golden rectangle? What are we doing now? Golden triangles. So Silver Square. This one's got Ray Fines. It's got yeah, it's got some Voldy. Some moldy Voldy. It's got uh man. How, right, go for it. I'm thinking see, now I'm thinking of a basketball player and it, I'm gonna say his name <laughs> it, instead. It's definitely not Alpha Rukaminu. It's not him. No, that's a good one. That's a good poll. There's a basketball player named Hamad, Hamado Diallo. <laughs> and that's not this guy's name. Nope. This guy's name is... There's like a D and a J in there. The maybe an monsters, H. Monsters. Digimon are the champion. Oh, man. They are the champion, though. Fuck Pokemon. What? Whoa! Um, Whoa! No. no, man. I don't want Pikachu coming after me. I don't need fucking Poliwag, Poliwrath getting all up in my business. Um, Dijmon Diamu? What's his name, dude? I don't know. Say it, because I've got... I've got... What's his name? The Gijamon Hanso, dude. It's like... Gijamon Hanso, Hanso, right. Yeah, yeah. He was so... He was, he was already uh, on the Evans list, because he's... He's an Aquaman. 
He's one of the mm-hmm. kings of one of the realms, and then he's the Shazam wizard. And now he's also in this. And he's also in Guardians. He's also in Guardians. He's uh, Korath. There you go. Who? See? Yeah. He's doing a lot. Good for him. We see, I think, is that supposed to be a young uh, Colin Firth? Yeah, I don't know. It's This takes place during, like, World War One or before. So that's a bit too old for Colin like, Firth. Like, it's too old, right? Right? That's what I was yeah. thinking, too. Oh, is he maybe the old man? Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Looks really cool, though. Uh, Matthew. Matt. Matthew. 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 Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. I uh, directed pronouncing film. my own name way before Freddie mispronounced my name. Yeah. What was that? Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, um... Film looks really cool, and it's apparently coming out next month. Yeah, <laughs> because because there's just so much stuff. So we see this trailer. There's a second trailer, in fact, that just came out, and you and I got to see that. What are your What are your thoughts on the trailer? Anything stick out for you? Uh, really? Uh, God damn it, dude! You know how like I like my penchant for like these songs getting remixed, but they re- remix them poorly, like uh like any DCEU property. <laughs> Oh, I mean, if Snyder's attached, yeah, <laughs> you know you're getting a bad song. What was that one DJ's name? I still have, have that like open. Oh, word. Junkie XL. Junkie XL. Fuck you, Junkie XL. I know that's all right. your bullshit. God damn it. Uh, now they play War Pigs during this one, man, and um, it was remixed so well. It like kept the original vocals. And, uh, it, that alone got me hype. I was just I, I I didn't pay attention the first time I watched the, the trailer because I was just screaming that at the top of my lungs. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, no, no. This one looks hype. It looks <laughs> like, I mean, Golden Circle is uh, it, it, swing and a miss, I guess, at best. Uh, it has yeah. some cool sequences, but, I mean... Super- well, that's, that's what I was going to say, is that Matthew Vaughn, his floor for shooting, like, action or fight sequences mm. is pretty pretty high. Yeah, the, the opening shit with like him like sliding around in that car door... Fucking mesmerizing. He does some really great stuff. His his mind for action and for how action sequences can play out and not be static Mm -hmm. is tremendous. Lost the plot a couple different times, but action was great. As one does. (laughs) Uh, You know, know, even the best of directors and writers are not always nailing it. Sometimes you can't handle that much length. I don't know. Mandalorian-esque, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm really glad you brought that up, though. That was my favorite part of the trailer. Um, there's a fight sequence between Ray Fiennes and a woman toward the end, like in a dress, where she's got like a like a, like a a scarf or a shawl of some sort. It's like whipping around like a ribbon almost. Mm. Looks tremendous. This just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Is this is this happening? The real question is: is is this happening at the same time as 1917? I think he, I, I was actually thinking the same thing when I was watching the trailer. No, <laughs> no joke, a hundred percent. And I just kept thinking about some of the more horrifying things that happened oh, in 1917. And I was like, no, not now. Uh, Roger Deakins, what have you done? Let me enjoy this trailer, please. <laughs> 
but side tangent that we don't have time for. How about that 1917? It, oh my god, I, you you hyped it up hard. I hyped outside. it so hard, and it it surpassed your hype, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Told you. Oh my god, the midpoint. And oh yeah, it's, it, it's the light, the lighting. Roger Deakins. He's, the light. I told you hard. that lighting scene. That lighting scene is gonna be taught in film schools for the next hundred years. Yep. Absolutely has to hands down. Uh, yeah, I, I'm automatically gonna go see it just for that sequence. I heard that if you watch it in IMAX, it looks even more. <laughs> so now I'm like, when can I find time to go see it in IMAX? Yeah. How is it that in a year? When Jojo Rabbit and Parasite and Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood come out, that like this movie is probably pretty unquestionably the best movie of the year, and that's <laughs> that's insane. That is insane. It should at least be a conversation, and I don't even know that it is. <laughs> that's how good this movie is, and it, it's just crazy. It's a, literally a feat. It's, it's one of those movies where there are certain scenes in that movie, you alluded to one, of course, mm-hmm. you've never seen in a film before. Oh, yeah. Done the way it's done, you've never seen in a film before, but it's not kitschy bullshit right. like James Cameron likes to do. Right. It serves the story and the narrative, and it fits, and it all makes sense, and that that is what, mi- what elevates it so much. The end of the first act, where the camera chooses which character to focus on and, yeah. that, and you only realize a second later like oh shit all right it's this guy's story now like fuck dude like all the techniques yeah. all the techniques brought to bear to tell a story that's what what an yeah <laughs> this is a comic book podcast all you guys seriously though if you need a break from all of the uh like we you know we've got a lot of stuff to cover and there's a lot of comic book stuff coming out of course we're not even halfway through <laughs> But if you if you need a break from the comic book stuff, want to see a, just a really great piece of art of film, see 1917. It's it's so good. It is such an achievement. Uh, all right, I, we don't have a title for this segment, but I'm gonna call it like the oh man i was totally right i can't believe how right i was Ooh, it feels so good to be so right about this thing thank you it's deserved (laughs) thank you i have myself to thank Uh and um and uh you know what you for supporting me hey all right yeah because when i said the thing you're like yeah that sounds like a thing that sounds like a thing that could happen and is probably true. <laughs> so it looks like Justice League Dark. Uh, this was a project that we've talked about before on the podcast because mm-hmm. uh, they were going to make a movie. So dark. That was supposed to come out this year, but it didn't. All filmed at night. <laughs> right. They didn't get uh, Deegan's to light it. <laughs> so it really is just dark. It's just... You can make out some gray shadows occasionally, but it's not. It's not even noir, because you have got a little bit of contrasting lighting for that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a real low-quality effort, a little real 480p <laughs> scenario. Oh, good for you! Yeah. 
they got that guy, not Christian Bale, <laughs> but the, uh, the the guy that fucked up the shot. He's in charge, so you can imagine how that went. Um, Justice League Dark is now under the umbrella of development from none other than Bad Robot. J.J. Abrams Production Company. What did we talk about in the last podcast? We talked about how Disney's biggest fear is for somebody who knows what they're doing actually getting a hold of the DC properties <laughs> and making some good shit. And then we come to find out Bad Robot's doing Justice League Dark, not even maybe just the movie, maybe also a streaming series of, of some sort, maybe an animated show. It's it's an open-ended development deal. Oh. And you know, you know, JJ, you know, we, we, we do disparage him from time to time when it's warranted. Mm-hmm. But the man has vision. The man is very talented. Yeah, goddamn if he can't start something. He's really great at starting stuff. Really, really great at starting stuff. You need to get, like, him on the front end, like, Del Toro on the back end of stuff. <laughs> Shit, Simon Pegg. He wrote that third uh, Star-, Star Trek movie. There you go. Yeah, get Peg. Get Peg in. Sure. Peg would love it. Who doesn't like a little pegging? But stuff 2020. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a binge mode group thing in case y'all didn't know um so yeah that's that's basically what's happening so it's pretty crazy um you know and again it it leads lends more credence uh to the idea that disney might have um you know maybe they were kind of fucking around with jj's film rise of skywalker because uh warner brothers negotiated Bad Robot while the production of Star Wars was going on. Yeah, that's a fucking wild thread in this whole Star Wars thing, man. But that they would it's, choose to be fucking petty enough to do this with, like, a huge fucking franchise. But you know how Hollywood is, dude. Uh, you know that these people with their egos, <laughs> you know they fucking get rubbed like that. Like, they just cannot let shit go. Truly. You know like, it. Yeah. 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 Some would say <laughs> unnatural. Oh! <laughs> Have you given in? Where did, where did you What's learn that? these techniques? <laughs> the dark side. Some say. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the whole thing. It's going to take too long. We don't have time for it. We're like not even halfway done. I know, man. <sighs> what are we doing? All right, this is there's this this is non sequitur. We don't have a I don't have a thing. There's not really a transition. You can play music if you like want. Like how we don't. There you go. We posted a thing on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod or comboCharacterspod.com. Hit it up. We posted a Star Wars this or that. This or that, and kudos, shouts to Childless Millennials Disney. <laughs> Childless Millennials in Disney. They're the ones who created this particular this or that. We're going to do this live for you and I, but before I do, I did want to, uh, uh, some of our fans did engage. I wanted to say what they picked. So sure. basically, Put them on blast, man. Fuck them up. 
two columns, two columns, okay? Uh, one side has Baby Yoda, Darth Vader, Leia, Fett, Poe Dameron, BB-8, K2SO, Finn. Other side, and, Babu and, Frick. Huh? And Ray is the last one on that side. Oh, that's right. I didn't click on the picture. Ray. That's right. Ray is at the very bottom. A lot of people also didn't do that. I appreciate the people who did click on the picture because there was a last uh, thing to pick from Ray. So, no, other categories, Babu Frick, Kylo Ren, Padme, Mando, Mando! Han Solo, R2-D2, C-3PO, Wedge, and Luke Skywalker. Uh, so, Michelle, uh, she selected, so you like, pick which one do you want? Which one do you like? Baby Yoda, she picked Baby Yoda, she picked Kylo Ren, she picked Leia, she picked Mando, she picked Han Solo, she picked R2-D2, she picked C-3PO, she picked Finn, she picked Rey. Mm. Okay. Pretty pretty solid picks. Uh, I'm not gonna comment on it. I just wanted to give her a little, you know, a little shine. A little, if you're interacting, you get a little shine on the on the pod. Tommy, Tommy. Oddly enough, Tommy, a long, long time fan of the podcast, won our Tru- first ever sweepstakes. Yeah, he won a uh, giveaway that we did, like in year one, <laughs> which was an autographed by by Ig and I copy of dark hawk oh my god <laughs> so he picked baby yoda vader leia uh Mando. Oh, look at look at him man but he said din Djarin. Yeah, like man. dude went dude the, went ham science yeah he went poe and said sorry solo <laughs> r2 d2 k2so finn and luke skywalker so shouts to tommy and michelle i mean you got to give it to my dude mike gordon uh, I'm just so tired of all these Star Wars. He just wants peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just... Can you blame him? It's been going on for decades. <laughs> for so long. For so, so long. Um, Alright, so, so now comes mm. the moment of truth. Yeah, man. Do, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go Shit. first, or do you want to do you want to take turns? Uh, let's do it this way. I'm gonna give you the choices. I'm gonna give you the options, and then I'm gonna derive your choice after you make it like immediately. Uh, okay. So even if it's the choice that you right make. exactly that's that's the point of that's the point of this. So that's first up, baby Yoda, baby Yoda, Babu Frick, head to head. Who you got? Okay. Well, this this is very reminiscent of the very recent 2019 Powies. Yeah. <laughs> We were torn when we were discussing this beforehand. Bob Frick's amazing. Mm-hmm. Dark Horse MVP of The Rise of Skywalker. Hey, hey! I'm in Bubba Frick. But Baby Yodes, man. Baby Yodes is a force unto himself. He is... He's 50 years old. 50. He's 50. He's a baby. He's 50. You know how they say father time is undefeated? Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda is 50, but he's a baby. Oh. I feel like he's winning. <laughs> like, feel like feel like he's winning against father time. You can't pick against Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda all day. He's got the... Twice on Sunday. That, that gleeful laugh he does in the yeah. episode. Man, yeah. Hello, coos. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're totally wrong for this one. Oh! 
Baby Yoda has no sense of agency. He can he can do nothing. He can wave his hand a little bit. Yeah, with, with, with magic yeah, hands, baby, baby. Yeah. Can he fix a droid? Can he can he further the entire plot of a movie that desperately needs it? <laughs> He's a little. Sack. I He's mean, a little sack you carry around. You gotta protect it. Talk about a MacGuffin. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he might as well be a glowing briefcase, right? <laughs> so, okay, how about this? Babu Frick, how about you wait an extra second as C-3PO says, oh, I've come up with another way to do this. <laughs> no, how about you wait just ha- half a second, man? My, my guy, my guy, you're already in the dentist chair. We already got the mask over you. We're doing this root canal. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It, 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 yeah. We're going in. Yeah. All right, next one. Darth Vader, Kylo Ren. Right. Who you got? All right. This one, look, you know what my answer is. Completely easy. You know that I can do whatever I want. I can take what I want. I can take what I want. Or you can give it to me (laughs) willingly. I love the meme, and I know we posted it on the Facebook page. It's like... It's like Kylo saying something like, uh, your Jedi trainings will not waver me or whatever and it's like ray breathes and then it's Kylo (laughs) as fucking jim from the office with an engagement (laughs) ring absolutely true good for him also the other one where it's like ray's like you're 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 glad you're glad that we're here Yes, we are. Like she's Jedi mind tricking them, but then they're like, "No, yes, yes, we are." You have no idea. He won't stop crying and listening to sad music and writing your name on all the reports. <laughs> also true. Adam Driver, man, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I look. I know Darth Vader is maybe the most iconic villain in all of cinema history. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. He also, like, tortured his daughter. <laughs> Tough look. That's, that's rough, man. <laughs> that's a rough look. I'm going to go Kylo. I know Kylo Ren killed a bunch of people. I, I, don't at me. I know what he did. I know what he did, okay? But if Ray can forgive him, mm. give him a little smoochy smooch. Mm. Then we can all forgive him and give him a little smoochy smooch. I'm picking Kylo Ren. Where are you at? Yeah, no, that that yeah, that that's the right take. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Next one. Padme Lay and... Organa or Padme Amidala. No brainer. Okay, although let's just let's throw one up for our girl. Listen, listen. We don't Natalie. We don't know how how like coarse Leia is. We know Padme is smooth. smooth. She's, very smooth. She's definitely not sand. She's definitely not sand. We know that because if she were, Anakin would have noped out of there. <laughs> he does not like sand. He doesn't like it. But it's Leia all day. She's the general. She's the princess. Amazing. I mean, there's just... Yeah. It's that simple. It's just her. No brainer. Moving right along, Mandalorian is Boba, Boba Fett or uh, Din Din Djarin himself, Mando. Yeah, man. I mean, look, all I got to say is Boba Fett tripped into a fucking Starlight pit. 
I, I know he did. And I know he. I know he accidentally got shot in the back in his his backpack, and then he fell in. Whatever. Boba Fett here. <laughs> yeah. Mando. Um. I mean, come on, man. He he almost swept the Powies. Yeah, but dude, fucking gargantuan performance. Quadruple <laughs> double. I mean, he was like the big show in a Royal Rumble, man. He was just <laughs> tossing bodies. That tree chunk of a leg coming up on your face. Oh, Jesus, man. The sweat alone. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Mando, again, we, this is running so long, but Mando. Mando all day. Yes. We can't wait for season two. He protects baby Yoda. He's getting better at it every time he <laughs> tries, so we're going to keep getting to him. This one's pretty... Okay. Yeah, Poe Dameron and Han Solo, one, the rogues. Poe po Dameron and Han Solo. Okay, so we all know that Poe Dameron's based off of the Han Solo template. Mm. Uh, he's got the jacket at first. He gives it to Finn. That symbolically also gives Finn a little bit of the Solo rub. We get it. Sure, visual cues are nice. Thank you, JJ. Um Look, and I like Poe Dameron. Oscar Isaac is an amazing actor. Have you um, Ex Machina? Have you seen it? Have you heard of that movie? It's so really much good. Dancing. So dancing. There's a lot of dancing. There's a red room kind of thing. <laughs> like that. Oof, what is going on? Those robots. Yikes. Anyway, but Han Solo, much like Darth Vader, we said earlier, Han Solo. Uh, I mean if not the most iconic top three most iconic movie characters of all time oh yeah no hands down yeah harrison ford they talked about this on binge mode shouts to mal and jason uh harrison ford had a run from like 75 to like 95 that is insane of like movies that he did and just box office draw because it's harrison fucking ford talk about length yeah, Mandalorian esque for sure. Han Solo, hands down. Ah, 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 I switched it a bit. What about the droids though? BB-8, R2D2. Yeah, yeah, we got four droids here. Uh, they're broken up into two different things. Um, we got the useful like, ones, and then we got the snarky ones. Snarky ones. Uh, look, BB-8 is fantastic. Everyone fell in love with BB-8. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's he's rolling. Uh oh. Was amazing. I see a big butt coming up. No, no, no. His rolling is amazing. He was able to convey so much more emotion with his head movements. Mm. He's much more mobile. Mobile, you might say. <laughs> or mobile if you're from Alabama. <laughs> or mobile. Or mobile if you're. R2-D2 is a bonafide badass. He's constantly saving the day. But not only that, he's doing it in a way he's like, this fucking shit again? <laughs> like, that's what his subtitle should be. <laughs> he's going, burp, 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 you know, but like, he, he's really saying this fucking shit again. Because the man, the man, the robot, the droid, has had it. He's done with these human idiots. You know, he's constantly having to save him. I see your take. I disrespect it. Why didn't he stop all this bullshit from happening? That's true. Also, side note, Colin Tavares, Colin Tavares script, he dies. Oh, he takes him to the dome. 
Yeah, but he uh, they repair him because he ends up telling the story at the end. Oh, that's another cool thing about the script. The very end of that movie was literally R2 retelling, like in the future, retelling the story of Star Wars. And you got to see different actual visual parts of the movies, of all of the movies. Uh, <sighs> Man, uh, I mean, oh, oh that's made my chest kind of hurt. I don't know what that means. Um <laughs> So here's the thing. I think R2, R2 gets it on uh, longevity and and just presence. I personally like BB-8 more. Yeah. That's where it, I It's hard to go against an icon, man. And that's like a lot of this, like, uh, right side is like, uh, well, I mean, Han Solo and 3PO, or R2-D2 at least. And, and fucking, yeah, goddamn. This is a lot. All right. K2SO, C3PO. Uh-huh. Let's keep this short. C-3PO gets on my fucking nerves. I know that's the point of the character. I'm well aware. He also has been around forever. But K2SO is the snarky bitch for days. <laughs> you want him. I want to hang with him. I want him to tell me stuff. I want him to let me know what the odds are of Jin Erso shooting me. It's high. Is it? It's very high. Okay, thank you. I want to know that. Tell me more, K2SO. <laughs> Cassian said I had to. Congratulations, you're being rescued. <laughs> Stop resisting. <laughs> he takes so many rifle shots to the chest, to the shoulder, to the head, giving Jin and Cassian precious moments to get away, yeah. to climb. That scene hurts me still. It's tough. Tough stuff. All right. Finn, Wedge, and Tilly. How is this a category? How is this a choice? Like, dude, has anyone who... I, I wish I had, like, a snarky, smart, witty, like, amazingly hilarious, like, parallel to this. But who has done more with less than Wedge and Tilly's? Like, he's done nothing. <laughs> Wedge and Tilly's is the Bob Spark Club, the Spark Plug that turned into fucking what was his name? X Pac. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking jobber of jobbers is out here. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Finn, big guy, big deal. Big deal. He's nicknamed Big Deal by none other than Han Solo. <laughs> That's it. I rest my case. Han Solo is gonna make like care enough to make fun of him. He's in, he's in like Finn. That's not how Finn the wins. force works. Ah, great line, great sequence there. Great little back and forth. All right, no, here we go. No, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. The one Thank to me. anger say, everyone. Yeah, they, this is the main event. This is the top of the card. <clears throat> All right. I had prepared a statement Uh-oh. outlining everything, uh-huh. but really at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Ray's got those pointy teeth, man. Woo! <laughs> Here's actually where I really fall on it, though. Um, Luke Skywalker is a whiny bitch <laughs> in A New Hope. 
he gets much better in the next two films. His story arc is great. He, the fact that he gets to continue it in The Last Jedi and the way it folds out in that film is really, really great. I think on his own, Luke versus Rey as characters, I'll, I would I would give it to Luke. <laughs> but if you incorporate Rey and Kylo... Mm. So, you, as, so you're saying a woman needs a man to have true agency? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying she, she needs... she's she's Mrs. Kylo Ren. Is that what it? Oof. <laughs> I think Ray's arc is more robust mm. overall than Luke Skywalker's. I think his is more isolated. Um. I, I think really if, if I had to pick between the two I, I like his arc more but really mostly because of The Last Jedi mm. if that wasn't there I think I would pick Rey how do you feel? man uh, I don't know I, I think the way that Rey is introduced in The Force Awakens is so cinematically like perfect like there's no dialogue it's just Oh yeah, the no dialogue. The first thing she says is a foreign language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She screams like, "Hey, hey!" Like, and hand that droid away to the fuck in like another language. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's it, she has that one moment when she's back on Jakku and she's like, you know, getting all her scraps in order, and she looks across the table and kind of does a double take and mm-hmm. sees that old woman doing mm-hmm. the same thing, mm-hmm. and like, God damn, if that's not perfect, that isn't. That is how you get an audience invested in a new character to carry a new franchise. Carry a yep. new set of uh, carry a new trilogy. I, I think she was done dirty uh, by the last Skywalker. I thought there was a lot of possibility there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that we didn't get a true ending for Ray's character. I hope that there's some universe where Daisy signs back up and does a couple does her own trilogy, maybe. Um, you know, I guess five years from now or something when everybody's ready to have more Star Wars. But. Um, yeah, I think I'm going Ray. Okay, I think that's totally fair. The other thing uh, that they do with Ray that's really great, and, and again, if you compare first movie Ray versus first movie Luke, it's Ray all day. Um, she is shown, you know, uh, my all-time favorite fucking scenes. She goes and brings all of her scraps to <laughs> Encore Plot, and he's like. I'll give you one quarter portion. And she's like, you dick. Like, <laughs> this is worth at least three quarter portions. Later on, when she's got BB-8 in tow... I'll give you he's gonna portions give for the droid. Fucking, I think it's 60 was, portions. Yeah, I think you're right. 60 portions. Dude, that's a lot of portions. I don't really know what a portion is still, but that's a lot more than one quarter of one. Um... And she's just like, no. She doesn't know that droid. She doesn't know BB-8 that well at that point. She barely knows him. But she wants to protect him. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's some good fucking writing. That's some good character development. Like, Ray's great. Ray is great. I don't know that her name should be Skywalker or Palpatine, but, but she on her own is great. Uh, all right, so that's a fun little thing. We got to do more of those, I think. I think that was really fun. Um, we'll definitely do more of those in the future. We'll do a this or that 
segment. Oh boy. We have like a whole another podcast episode to go here, man. Holy shit. All right. Um <clears throat> okay, we'll we'll kind of keep this short. Uh, Mor- Morbius trailer came out about a week t- 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. Um I'll just tell you my initial thoughts. I was like, cool, they made Hot Topic the movie. <laughs> um is literally what I said out loud to no one, to literally myself as I was watching it. That's what I said. That's, I that's promise. Mankind. Your Alexa heard you. My Alexa did hear me. Uh, now she's hearing this because we said her name twice. Hey, hey. How fun. Um, Alexa, buy 500 nope. paper clips. Confirm. Nope. 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 Alexa, cancel. And, um, yeah, it looks, um, it looks like if you took, uh, you know, the people that produced Venom and maybe, I don't know, the people who produced Underworld and, like, said, hey, make a vampire movie. <laughs> it's kind of a superhero they were, also. They were like, though. say less. We already got a treatment. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Good. That's good. Um, look, it looks competent. It looks like a competently made film. I mean, it does have Jared it's, Leto it, in it. It has Jared Leto, so I'm already sus. I'm super sus on it. You, we, you all know, like, we are a. I think we've talked about this before. We're a pro Kylo Ren podcast. Mm. We're a pro Adam Driver podcast. We are a pretty anti Jared Leto podcast. Oh, fuck, dude. Oh God! Fucking damn it! You imagine Blade Runner twenty forty nine with Adam Driver? Oh, why did you do that? No, because now it's like, why doesn't it exist? Oh, oh it's just him, like clean shaven, sitting in a chair, oh. just like, oh my God, dude, dude, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so. Oh, what? <laughs> With the on so in the dis- bend playthrough? Oh my god. Yeah, so distraught. Mm, Alright. Uh, that being said, like, I mean, this film is super hyper-stylized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the to the point where it's kind of annoying for me. I mean, you, you, you called it out at the beginning uh, for its dialogue, for its uncanny use of, like, pregnant pauses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope that they did that, like, for the trailer, that, like, they extended the pauses. Because if that's really how those lines are read in the in the movie, I'm going to laugh real hard. <laughs> like, really, really You're hard. You're getting Jazzy Jeff to write out the Ammo Draft House on that. I will. They will throw me up. They, yeah. Um, look, I don't think it looks terrible. I mean, I kind of feel like I sort of did with Venom. It it looks like a movie that is interesting on some level, but there's not any one scene in the film that makes me go, I gotta see it. Mm. And that's always what I'm looking for. I'm always looking for at least one thing in the trailer that makes me go, oh man, I, I cannot wait to see how that scene plays out. Um, this one doesn't really have that. There's that one sequence where he tries and gets like uh, five tropical diseases at once from all those bats in his hand. Um, but... Uh, that's not. Yeah. I mean, I think he. I think he catches like a racquetball in his hand at one point, uh, and then he nightcrawler bamps through a hallway. Okay. I don't know what's. You know, it's. Oh, you know, we got the um the 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 Michael Keaton. Oh yeah. On the bump. That's kind of interesting. 
<laughs> recut this trailer. Have no dialogue whatsoever. Just have like, ah! like there's the sound effects for all the bullshit going on in between. But then at the last moment, have Michael Keaton go, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah. Then I'm gonna see this movie. I, I mean, yeah. Okay, I take it back. That is the scene I want to see. <laughs> so I guess that I guess they made a good trailer because that is the scene that I want to see. Everybody needs to sneak in for the <laughs> for the for the button or for the what's it called now? Like the little stinger. <sighs> yeah, the stinger. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it more as maybe more stuff comes out, but. It, it really just feels like how I felt about Venom. Yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. I, I don't think they're doing it the way I would have wanted to do it or how I hope they would do it. But this is also probably not as a bad of a job as they could do. So mm. here we are. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, I guess it was just a first look at the Morbius property. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, all right, let's move on. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got our first. Oh, first, that was, there is your fucking uh, transition. Okay, well done, well done. That's real good, man. That's <laughs> wow. <sighs> U.S. agent, uh, played by Riot Wyatt Russell. Or, uh, or Riot Russell. Riot Russell. Riot Russell. Darth Wilson. <laughs> I forgot about that. Darth Smith. <laughs> Darth fucking Smith. Lucas, you goddamn my, my, uh, wild man. Mad man. Mad lad. Mad, mad, mad lad. That's a good one. He's a mad lad for sure. <laughs> oh, I saw a thing today. It's not on the Slack. But I saw a thing that was like, L- Lucas says he will come back to Star Wars if they give him c- complete control. <laughs> As- <laughs> I was like, what? No, what? Like, shit, man. I know the Rise of Skywalker only made like a bill and a quarter or whatever, but come on. Uh, what? Breathe. Oh, my God. <laughs> How lightheaded are you right Woo! now? Oh, where's my water? Oh my there it is. Okay. <laughs> so we get our first look at U.S. agent uh, John Walker. Johnny Walker? It's very Johnny Walker himself. <laughs> He, uh, he, very, very derivative of Captain America, mm. which is the point. He's supposed to be the government's answer to Captain America. Uh, he's maybe the antagonist in Winter, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, looks good. I mean, the costume looks good. You got, he's, the shield looks like it's Cap's shield, which is the shield that Cap, old Cap. No, I don't think I will. We, we need it It's not uh, even old, yours. We, we need this right now. Uh, no, I don't think I will. I just uh, Man, just, just let him. He's going to fall asleep, <laughs> you know. And if he doesn't wake up, he doesn't wake up. Um... <laughs> So Cap, old Cap, gives Falcon the shield at the end of Endgame, and but in this one still we see with with the uh, U.S. agent, it looks like he has Cap's shield. So did they take it from Falcon? Did he beat up Falcon and take it? Ooh. Did they make a facsimile shield and it's not really the uh-huh. shield? Mm, good questions. We'll find out in August. Um, any thoughts on our first look at U.S. Agent? Uh, more like a uh, 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 Russian mm-hmm. uh, spy. Spy? Yeah, yeah. Citizen? 
What's up? Black Widow? Yeah, well, yeah, more like Black Widow. <laughs> and, uh, he looks like Taron Egerton, but I know it's not him. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> um, my name's Cork. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. Over here. A pile of rocks waving at you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a tough time to be a Nazi right now. Um <laughs> Taika Waititi, again, another thing that we talked about on this podcast. Wow. That, like, 2% hit ratio is just magnificent. Is it the highest hit ratio of any podcast out there? I think so. I do think so. Oh, oh what happened there? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Soundy's voice in his opinion. Wow. A little shit. Great, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Sandy. I shouldn't have yelled at you. I said I never would, and I should hold myself to a higher regard. Um, Taika Waititi has been approached by Lucasfilm for a possible Star Wars movie and/or development project. Oh boy! How awesome would that be? I mean, this is great. Uh, this is like. Win-win for me personally, just because fuck yes, have Tiger do anything in Star Wars uh, that you want. This, I mean, just carte blanche. Uh, secondly, on the flip side, this pushes the Akira production back further down the line. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're so fearful of that. I mean, with 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 just do like you absolutely have every right to be fearful um, because Hollywood just doesn't want to do a really well done anime adaptation yeah. for I whatever mean, reason. I mean, would be the person to do it, hands down. I think he has like immense like respect and like love for the property. It's just like, do we need it? We don't. We don't, we don't need it. We really don't need it, but we're probably going to get it anyway. Mm. Um, I was really, I liked when Jordan Peele was attached just because yeah. it was going to end up somehow being a thing about how America sucks and I just wanted to see it. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, this is the best news Taika Waititi again we talked about Jojo Rabbit a little earlier he's amazing an amazing talent amazing talent to get him to be able to play around in the Star Wars sandbox would be fantastic as Davey Five Four would say epico Oh my god. Um, Lamau. Lamau. Bring back Lamau. You know what's not Lamau? What is the op what is the opposite of Lamau? Like crying Jordan? OMG. OMG. Obi-Wan is on hiatus. Obi-Wan, by the way, if we did a Powie for most mentioned thing yeah. on the I show. I to say, how many times have we talked about this? Obi-Wan would absolutely win that award. Obi-Wan, the show on Disney Plus, is on hiatus. They stopped production. And so all the outlets started freaking out. Like, freaking the fuck out. They were not having it. Everyone was stressing so hard. Take some Xanis, people. (laughs) They're super stressed out. That's pretty much what Ewan McGregor said. Yeah. Ewan McGregor had to come out and be like, guys, everybody, just, it's, we're still doing it. But we're just 
it's just on a hiatus right now. It's not a good look. It's not a good sign. Like, it's generally not a good thing. What do you? Uh, this is wild speculation part of the podcast, but what do you think is the cause? <sighs> what I know of how things are produced, mm-hmm. film and TV series and other things, mm-hmm. you and I kind of both know this, usually when it's this kind of thing, it has to do with the script. Mm-hmm. It usually means that there are issues with the script or that the story isn't going where they want it to go or the performances of the script are not where they want it to be, so they need to rework the script. That's usually where it is, I think. What do you think? Or Do you agree or do you have a different take? Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a spot-on call. I mean, I think I heard like the, the episode count got moved down from eight to six so nope that's nope no what no like did they not learn from mandalorian that hello i know this show but eight is not enough (laughs) yeah that's a benny hop and weiss type shit like no we want less time please uh i think what actually happened was that they started like you know the scouting locations for principal photography and ewan was there because he wants to be part of this process he's like deeply invested in this property um he ran into no less than four baby mamas. <laughs> all with little babies, all with little lobies with their own beards. <laughs> he's, he's a passionate, okay. passionate man. I mean, you know, Mal wants on that train <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. The other thing that sometimes happens is... Um, like the stunt crew, if they get injured or, um, there's some sort of union dispute with the stunt people that will delay a production. But usually if that's the case, that gets reported on pretty quickly. Uh, you'll never find a place, uh, fuck man, I cannot do (laughs) quotes today. A more wretched hive of scum and villainy? Hive of scum and villainy. Why couldn't I think of the word hive? Hive was totally eluding me there. <laughs> a place, whatever. It's like he um, called a uh, looking glass mirror guy or something. <laughs> um, that's like the time I, I won a uh, Harry Potter seen it game, board uh-huh. game. Uh, and I beat somebody who literally read the Harry Potter books front to back, no joke, at least seven Ooh. times. Had seen all of the movies multiple times. Okay, had read Beetle the the Tales of Beetle the Bard, like the supplemental mm-hmm. stuff. I beat her at this Harry Potter seen it game, and then at when you win on the DVD, it plays like credits, and people are like congratulating you from the movie. <laughs> and Hagrid came on. And I couldn't remember his name, and I went, thanks, giant guy. Oh, no. (laughs) That's a real thing that happened. Uh, Yeah, I hope Obi-Wan, I'm honestly, I just want the fuck, I want the show to happen, because I want it, I I really want to stop talking about it. I want to stop (laughs) talking about the possible possible production of the show. I want to talk about the actual episodes of the show. But we need to have them to be able to talk about them. So can we have that, please? All right. Um, there's no second season of Watchmen. <laughs> um, 
Damian Lindelof has said he they they HBO went to him and said, "Hey, do you want to do a second season? Like, we're totally on board. We'll give you the budget. You know, you can have more money." And he was like, "I don't have any ideas for it. I don't know. No, I don't want to do it because I don't know. I don't have a good story to tell." And that's absolutely the right answer. Yeah, that's what you got to do. If you don't have anything to say, you don't say it. You don't rise of Skywalker yourself into a film, <laughs> um, or maybe Game of Thrones season eight. Like you, you just. I, I, we look. We talked about how how much we loved Watchmen, and I really do think that the Hooded Justice episode was the best episode of television last yeah. year. But um, you know, if that's all we get is that one season, great. Yeah, I think we talked about it off air. Did we mention it on the last pod? Uh, but like, there's definitely something to be said about limited run series. It's like sure. it, it, it's so much more liberating to know that you have an end point in mind. Uh, they don't have to project, you know, for like four seasons down the line. Like that's a weight that that definitely drags down on people, especially Lindelof and Abrams and Lost. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was. This was such a chef's kiss of a series that please leave it at that. Like, fucking hell. The soundtrack alone. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, everything around it was just a. It, let it yeah, be. I, just let it. It's a conflict of greatness. It'd be like if they made a movie, like, that'll come out in 2021, and they're like, it's 1918. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. I Look, I love Watchmen. I thought the show was fantastic. Really, really great. Really, really great stuff. But it's okay that that's all it is. It's just the one season and that's it. Because the other way you could look at it is, well, this could have just been a movie, and the movie would have been much worse. Right. If they had just made a two-and-a-half-hour movie instead of this eight, eight or ten-episode show, I can't remember how many episodes it was, um... We've talked about it. I really think limited series, especially for comic properties, is the way to mm. go. It really, you know, with definitive endings, it's really how you can tell some really great uh, stories. It like, yeah, it feels like reading through a trade. Yep. Yep. Really great trade is hard to beat in terms of, like, entertainment. A really well-written trade paperback comic story. Is, is is great. It's a great time. It's the kind of thing where, like, uh, Red Sun. You know, you mm. read it, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I need I need to read it again right now, because it's so good. It's such a well told story, and that's really all you want at the end of the day. It's just a really well told mm-hmm. story. Um, something that I think has a really great shot at being a well told story. Is a show coming up on Apple Plus, Apple TV, called Mythic Quest. And I was fortunate enough uh, to be invited by some people that were associated with Apple. We got to see a sneak preview of the first episode of the show, Mythic Quest. But I like, um, I, I like that we're ending on this because I also, Chris, you got to go to this year's PAX. Is it PAX, PAX South? South? Is what they call it. And 
so you know we talk a lot of times about how comics and like wrestling kind of intermingle occasionally mm. and comics and and obviously movies and comics and streaming shows comics and video games too you know we're we're gonna have a playstation um vr game for iron man coming out in the next few months that looks insane but uh, what what was something from Pack South? Because it is nerd culture, and we're all about that here, comic mm-hmm. characters. Even though our namesake is comic book characters, we of course bridge out, expand out into other realms of nerddom. What was the biggest takeaway for you from Pack South this year? Uh, just like the consistency in like the user base, man. Like everybody showed up in droves. Yeah, it's like a weird time in the cycle of production. Like there's not that many, you know, AAA games coming out. There's the places. Uh, yeah, you got quarter one. It's weird. Yeah, it's a, PlayStation yeah. Five is coming out down the, down the line, and like play, Sony's not even going to E3 this year. It's just it's just kind of like a, a down year like overall for like game stuff happening. But like everybody was out there, dude. Um, it wasn't even that cold this time around. <laughs> it was a little bit wet at the beginning, but uh, yeah, everybody was out there in costume. Everybody was out there having a great time. Um, Pack South has always been like the the homiest kind of uh, of all the packs, just because you can you really get a lot of time with like each developer of every game you go see. Uh, the panels are great because everybody like hangs out afterwards and just kind of chat, you know, chops it up. Um, there's these crazy things that I didn't even know that were happening, like uh, the Mythic Quest coming there. Like there, there was this huge fucking right. raven that you could take pictures on. It was great. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people take pictures with that thing. Uh, yeah, Apple, Apple, and and Pax went all out. I guess I mean I guess it was mostly Apple, but but they are sponsored. You know, this whole thing, this whole thing I got to go through with Mythic Quest was sponsored by Pax and Apple. And um, so the show, just for the listeners out there that might want to catch it, it's it's basically the Office meets um, a little bit of Grandma's Boy in the sense that the show is is about the production of um like a world of warcraft style mm. game where they're making an expansion series <laughs> to to kind of both monetize but to also build the fan base and you have this great creative visionary played by rob uh Mc, mcelhenny i'm gonna say that's how you say his name i i'm not 100 sure i'm gonna roll with that rob mcelhenny who's mac from always sunny um, they have a lot of great talent on the uh, production side of things because you've got Rob. Charlie Day is a writer on the show. You've got Megan Gans from Community and Modern mm. Family writing on the show. So you've got some really talented, uh, funny, funny people. We've got Danny Pudi from Community also in the show. And uh, we've got some voice actor talent. Um I'm blanking on her name. I know you know Ashley it. Birch. Ashley Birch. Uh, she plays... Alloy from Horizon like, Dawn. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, you know, we got to see this this panel. Uh, we were, I mean, they were there. All the, the actors were there. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, um, some of them were at least. Um, and they kept talking about, like, one of the reasons why they brought her on is that they wanted people connected to the industry because they wanted the show to feel authentic mm-hmm. and i will tell you it's very authentic in terms of how they they do this really great send-up of like um 
kind of like those YouTuber like kids who have YouTube shows that uh, that do like game reviews or whatever. <laughs> and it's kind of like PewDiePie, mm. but it's it's called is uh, it is it Putty Pie? No, it's something like Poo Shoe or something. <laughs> And it's this little kid. He's like a twelve-year-old kid, and he's just absolute fucking worse. He's he's a little shit. <laughs> uh, but the way they present it in the show is it's so good. Um, and and I you know I did actually get to talk to some of the the people uh, behind the show, and they they said that um, and Apple the Apple people actually said this that if this show does well, that they were gonna look into doing other projects that 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 connected to other facets of nerddom and fandom culture mm-hmm. so maybe like a doctor who mm-hmm. thing or a comic mm-hmm. thing a comic con thing you know like maybe they do a show about like like a san diego comic con show that's about like per- putting together san diego company you know but not really san diego comic con but like a like comic a comic con and some like uh like maybe the seventh largest city in the country that yeah. you know, have to change yeah. venues every now and again because you got run out of one. Yeah, or that maybe it owes the city a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, just like that. So, um, so hey, mythic. Rock, the funny rock, thing is, local talent either. for that, right? Hey, maybe maybe some writers, maybe some people who were in the know, maybe some people that were there. When it all went down. Maybe some people who have an oeuvre of their own? Yeah, maybe. Carl. Carl at Apple, man. We're here for you. We are here for I'm, you. I'm a cheap date. I can speak for myself, at least. Uh. I mean, we know I am. <laughs> we know. We know I am. <laughs> anyway, Mythic Quest, legitimately, it was a really funny show. Um... The only thing is, it seems like the only way you can get it right now is with an Apple TV. Mm. So that's a that's a bit of a barrier. But they said they were working on uh, maybe partner relationships with Roku and and other devices to get it out there. And it's going to be four ninety nine a month. Was that the they are book? doing a was that the Roku <laughs> Rufio? Oh, okay, Rufio. The Rufio. They're doing a seven day free trial. Um, it's not like Thor slash Combo Character like that. It's just you go to their thing and it's seven day free trial. Um, so you can catch it. The show doesn't come out until February though. So wait to use your trial mm. until February. It's worth checking out. It's legitimately very funny. I hope it does well. It's kind of the closest. I mean, it's not the Office, but it's like there's some definitely like Office vibes in there, which I miss. You know, we don't really have that show anymore, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, oh, we didn't put a worst. We didn't do a, uh, big wheel. You, you want to get it anyway? Uh, no, I think it's yeah. during. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I got it. I got it. No. You can pray for love to give you fire. If my life depended on me not laughing during yeah, that yeah. bite, I would die. I would die. <laughs> Even if I knew that was the case, I would still die yeah. because I cannot help but laugh. 
God, how much would I pay? I, I would do a subscription level service to have the amount, like a tenth of the confidence that Renner has in that clip. Jesus, man, he's really going for it. He, man, he's really, he's really going for it. Uh, winner of Big Wheel Winner of the Week this week is going to be <clears throat> Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy. You all lost faith in Colin Trevorrow. Ooh. Because of Book of Henry, and you shouldn't have, and he had a real vision, and it sounded like he had a pretty dope-ass script, and the concept art is amazing, and you've cheated all of us out of what was probably a truly wonderful and magnificent ending to this trilogy. I, I don't know. That's not even a hot take, I don't think. that fucking around the money, son. I mean, that's how you and I feel. I, you know, there are a lot of people that st- still like Rise of Skywalker. And look, again, don't hate it. It's just there's a lot of things to pick apart. Yep. So much potential left and, on the table. And just this sounds like a better time. This sounds like it would have been a, a much more magical experience. Mm. And and so kind of like in the way Knives Out is, I think it would have been very... Um, what's the word? Perseance to... to Prescient mm-hmm. to uh, to what's going on right now. It would have it would have felt metaphorically and thematically very right. I think. Right. And um, yeah, you chickened out. You chickened out. I mean, it's you did it. It happened. It's in the past. I'm gonna let it go. We're gonna let you it gotta go. You got that past but... die. Yeah, kill it if you have to. <laughs> and until next time. The Fortress of Pottude. Oh, Pop Culture and Comics. No, uh, yeah, there's still a I'm, website. I'm trying to keep that uh, the Fortress of Pottude, that door from closing. <laughs> <laughs> it's you threw the crystal <laughs> under the thing. It's like it's like it's like it's like wavering. It's like it's like bellowing in the <laughs> from the weight. Wow. Uh, yeah, popcultureandcomics.com. Proud sponsor of the show. Um, Holly, honestly, I don't, I don't think they've announced what their cover of the week is. I know last week it was a retro cover. Uh, they actually have started to do with two things now. They do a modern cover and then a retro cover where they, they kind of break it down. Um, but again, if you're looking for non-Marvel, non-DC, they do have a little bit of those as well, but predominantly image, more independent stuff. If you're looking for something new to read... A lot of great uh, issue number one reviews or trade pack volume one reviews. They're really good jumping on points and, and they're reviews of things that you, where you can jump on and, you, and, and you're not lost in the story. Mm. That's what they specialize in and it, it really is a great resource in that way. So shouts to Pop Culture and Comics. Great resource just like Rivers course. want for their opening. For sure. For sure. I uh, love their new opening that they gave us for 2020. We did tell them we wanted something. You know, we're in 2020 now. We're in the future, right? We wanted something real, uh, real like Blade Runnery. You know, is what I said, uh, and, and what I, what I, you know, what we hope to ask for. And and they delivered like they always do. In fact, and look, they didn't tell us to do this. So I'm just just ad libbing here. They do have a show this week. If you're in San Antonio, Friday, January 31st at Oak Hills Tavern. It's their first show in, like, I want to say three or four or five months. 
They're doing a lot of new material. You may even hear music that we have used for this very podcast mm-hmm. performed live for your ear holes. Uh, they're a really, really great show to catch live, and that'll be Friday at Oak Hills Tavern for those here in San Antonio. And with that, I think we can safely close that old fortress of Potitude. Close it up. And let you all know that we love you. 3,000. <laughs> See you in a minute.